step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Where it goes for movie hype podcast, hosted by Tony Lamar. With special guest, Ross Miller. It's all about the hype. It is all about the hype. With your one and only host, Tony Lamar, as you mentioned, our lovely hostess female from whatever we're in call her. We'll give her a name later on. But I got Mr. Ross Miller from L.A. What's up, Ross? Hey, what's happening? Oh, my God. Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. I can never get enough Star Wars. It's it's so funny because I get, I mean, the last day I'm all, I don't know about you, but I got all giggly. I'm ready to do this shit. I'm, I'm ready to get in the mood for Star Wars because I know what's going to happen is we're going to be talking about it all day. We're going to dissect it, and we're going to dive in deep, and we want to know what you think about Star Wars after you hear about our opinions. But first, let's just get an initial overall assessment on Ross Miller's opinion on Star Wars The Last Jedi. Well, really quick, before I talk about what I think about Star, the new Star Wars, let me tell you about my experience really quick because I always try to go to an early showing in the theater near me has for the last Star Wars when it or episode seven, sorry, when that came out and this one here, um, I went at a early six thirty in the morning screening. When I went and saw the other Star Wars, I literally had a an empty theater. It was me watching this movie. This time around, I guess more people knew about it. There was maybe about eighteen people in the theater when I walked in. Mm-hmm. And I remember okay. thinking, who are these people? Why are they my- <laughs> This is my time. I'm like, yeah, this, this is my screening. Sorry about that. Everybody like an old man. Now. I know, man. <laughs> Sound worse than Luke. But well, as far as... Always, yeah. Go, Go ahead. ahead. No, your experience? No, real quick. My experience is just that I'm, I'm, my entire family with me. Everybody, all my kids were with me. My, you know, it was just a great experience and um, well, two were missing. Dude, that is a hell much. of a lot of kids. That let me tell you, there was a lot of kids. I think I bought like maybe thirteen tickets. <laughs> I was not messing with you, people. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not messing around. But definitely. But the thing is, I just remember that I was excited. I was. I. I was very happy for the first time in a long time that I knew little. I mean, almost nothing other than the two trailers I've seen. I didn't see any of the the, the, the commercials because the commercials draws a lot of scenes, mostly like cool special effect scenes, they, you know that that honey, you know that money shot, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't see any of them. So I pretty much went in without knowing a clue, which made me very happy how they would pull that off. Okay, so with that, the way it was a great crowd. They're they're very excited, and the lights went down. They went nuts, and when you saw that logo. We knew we were all in the same boat. We want to go on an adventure. And so go ahead, Ross, give me your first um, analysis on Star Wars, and we'll go from there. So I loved what they did with the film. For one thing, they took a lot of chances that I always keep complaining that Hollywood doesn't take. Um, 
I have a couple of a mixed thing on it. For one, the film was stuffed full of cliches and kind of sad references to the original trilogy that I think were mostly unnecessary. A few key ones would have been great, but they kind of went so over the top with them that they almost got to be um, kitsch by the end. Just they weren't they weren't cool anymore. But there were certain fanfare. references. They do, the, they, do, they do it for the fans. Which I love, but they should have. But they should have pulled back. They should have. In uh, L.A. Story, Mary Lou Henner has a thing where she says, "I turn and whatever thing catches my eye in the mirror, I remove it." And that's what they should have done. Is they should have watched through again with all the references and any of the ones that felt forced. They should have just yanked them out. But I loved, like, for one thing, the the one I loved the most was Ma's reference to Episode One. I don't know if you caught that. What she say? We're going to watch. She's, I mean, I she's in the middle of that Monday. fight. Her her own little screen. She's on that little. The, she's having the fight, and she says, "He goes, what's going on over there?" She says, "It's a union dispute. You don't want to hear about it." I was like, "Yes, thank you for oh, acknowledging she did it." Say that. <laughs> that is so funny. That was a good and, catch. I didn't catch. I didn't catch the reference, was, but now you said it. You're absolutely right. That's so funny. But as far as the story, like the things they did, when Luke, I love that they picked it up with Luke right as she's handing him the the lightsaber. And after Mm -hmm. that intro that they did in episode seven, what could he have, and that's what I'm thinking, is what the hell is he going to say that is going to have the gravity of what we've already seen? And him Mm -hmm. nonchalantly tossing the lightsaber over his shoulder like he couldn't care less. I mean, come on. He could not have had a better reaction. It caught me off guard. I didn't know what he was going to do. You're right. I mean, he's like, you're like, what the, what? Did he just throw but, over his but shoulder? Is there anything he could have done that you would have got, oh, my God, that's the perfect line? Or that's the, you know, no. But him just not caring and him just, oh, get the hell away from me. But then it goes into cliche of the hero that oh, I don't want to be the hero. What I love about it, and this is what what completely caught me off guard, is he didn't give in. He didn't come in and, okay, you know, the whole time, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go. When they showed his his, uh, X-Wing fighter underwater, I I thought, oh, he's flying that back. He's going to arrive in that. And with what they did at the end with him – I never saw that coming. I was like, that's really cool. Okay. So there was a lot of cliche, but then they pulled it into something and they actually did a really good job with everything. The red snow, you know, the salt content in the snow, turning it red when there's Mm -hmm. pressure, all the little things, they really hit it out of the park. Well, the funny thing is that, yeah, we didn't catch that. He wasn't there on the plan the entire time, but there were clues all up and down that he wasn't there, that when I go back watching it, you'll catch all the clues. Because one thing, um, it was... When they, my son when they blew it, him up, come on. That's almost, here's, okay, I mean, we're going to jump into the end and all, but let's go ahead and talk about it anyway. I was thinking that, yeah. I mean, maybe you learned something so cool, but then again, I'm like, well, fuck. You know, Ben couldn't hold a lightsaber. He couldn't handle that. You know, they can die pretty easy. They're, they're still flesh and blood. There's, so they're was, still mortal. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, is it some kind of shield that we don't know about? Like, Almighty Force is, is surrounds us. Like, 
But I, but everybody was believing it. I think everybody was shocked. Like, what the hell is going on here? But well, there was a, revealed that he. Well, I was going to say there was a reference. I can't remember who said it. Where they were talking about doing that astral projection. I can't remember what they called it. And they said that if Ray did it, it would kill her. And sure enough, here it is, and you know, it used up the last energy that Luke had left. Yeah, it did. They foreshadowed that. That's true. You're right. Yeah. They do do that. But I would say that um, that scene was pretty cool. Just the fact that he was that one shot of the sun in the background with all those ATS walkers, where you, the new eight ones they call. That looked bad. They are great. I, would, I would love. They I would are love to so have that awesome. Poster. Yeah, that was so those, badass. Those are really cool. The 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 uh, walkers look great. Um, I even loved when everybody ran into the trench. It was so, you know, such a callback to Hoth. But it was cool. Like, it was, mm-hmm. again, it wasn't over too over the top. When they showed the, when R2-D2 showed the video from episode four, the little hollow tape, please. Yes. You know what I mean? It was so unnecessary. And so that's what I mean, you is that they so. should have just pulled back on a few, you know? No, no, you don't think that was, I think that was very... It was needed. It needed to show what got Luke to where he is in the first place of hope. You know, you got to keep in mind, he was already, he didn't want to do anything. But after he saw that, he realized that once upon a time, you know, he did care. And, he, you know, he believed in, in the thing, just like Ray, you know, and, and yeah. it brought him out of his shell. And that it was, I, I don't think it was cliche at all. I think it was very necessary. Cause I don't think he got, got the reaction out of Luke with anything else. I don't think so. I think it was needed. It definitely helped his character go on the path where he took him to. And, 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 and it was necessary. I totally believe it was necessary. I don't think you get done with any other scene to get the effect that it did on Luke. What I would have done is, because they used, they had the darkness pit, which I know a lot of the people who are complaining about the film are complaining that so much like the tree in the in the cave that Luke goes into in uh, on Dagobah, but I thought yeah. it was very different, especially the fact that it actually had a power to pull her into it. You know, what I mean the, that was something the cave never really had its power; it just presented things to you. You know, it was more of a it was more of a it was affecting the force within you as opposed to this actually seemed mm-hmm. to have a force of its own. And so I thought it would re- would have been cool if. That he was when he was going in, like he had to make his connection back with the force in order to save her from what she got into, and like to pull her out of it, which that would have led him to have a little conversation about how she ran to the darkness. He said she didn't even try to fight it. I loved all that stuff, but that should have been the motivation that got him back into the fight. You know what I mean? With him realizing if I, if I don't help guide her, then she's completely going to be on the wrong path. And, and making realizations like that. And I think that, that would have made, to me, more of an impact than him than R2 going, oh, remember this old shit? And it was fine. Again, like you said, it's fan <laughs> service. It is what it is, you know. But well, I, 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 Fan service, you could say that, but I'm going to have to disagree. I don't think it was fan service. It, it, it served as a purpose. Okay. Fan service is, is um, right, here's an example. In this storyline, mm-hmm. If they show Lando at the end and say, hey, I got your signal, that's, uh, that's fan service. Because he's in uh, the second yeah. movie. Uh, that, so I hear what you're saying. I don't believe it's fan service in this because I think it had a, a, a serious point 
it ties into the, the original series. It, 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 I mean, the, you know, the original Star Wars, and it had the same effect it did for Luke back then, and it, and it did now. So I hear what you're saying, but I, I don't see it that way at all. Well, I, for one, am glad they didn't try to bring a Lando into the story to, you know, because of the fact that they're going to be doing uh, uh, Donald Glover will be doing the Lando in the next film. Sometimes the, the the way marketing works is like, well, we need one now to, to, you know, build up hype for the next one. Don't do that. They don't, you don't need that. We already love Lando Calrissian. Just we'll, we'll enjoy the next film on its own. So I'm glad they didn't do anything like that. The few little pop-in references that they did have that, you know, came up were kind of cool. They were fine. But um, what I really appreciate is the the role and obviously the, the writers and everybody, they had no idea of knowing what was coming. But the role that they gave for Carrie Fisher, the amount of meat that she had on the bone when she was, she really got through some really great scenes. What mm-hmm. a beautiful send off to one of my favorite actresses, you know? Yeah, and and the thing was, it was all part of the plan. I mean, she had a bigger role in the next one, and mm-hmm. now, I mean, all they can do, and this is an early prediction for the next one, they have to start at the funeral. They have right. to. They have to. I and, and I the hope they it, do simply because I don't want a CGI Leia. <laughs> no, there's no way they're going to do that. There's no. No, way. I, I don't think they're ever going to. And exactly, it was, Disney's not stupid. They're gonna have they have to start at the funeral. They got here's what they got. If you, I know we're jumping all over the place in this in this movie, but that's fine. But the way they left this episode, they are just a band of rebels. I mean, a band. It's like maybe yeah. less than twelve. <laughs> so I mean, it, it it could be it could be they they're able to get away because no one answered their call, and maybe they they just have a funeral to our you know, leader. And now we need to do something, and Poe has to step up. Speaking of Poe well, and Leia, I think they had some of the great, one of the best scenes in the movie. Just absolutely. The, if, you, if we go to the very beginning, the beginning of the movie, where they accomplished their goal by, um, you know, with the bombers, all that stuff, tying them with Rose's situation. But when Leia said, all right, brothers, get out of here, and Poe goes, nah, no, we take the ship out. It's the only chance. Now, here's, here's the situation, in my opinion. you got two dilemmas here. One Who's right in this situation? Do you, do you listen to Leia or do what Poe says? Okay? You should listen to the main person in charge, which was Leia. Let's get the head out of here. We need to get going. We did our job. Let's go. And you got Poe saying, no, let's take the ship out. But we lost people. And Leia didn't like any of that losing people. Yeah, we took out the ship, but look at the cost. We need everybody right now. We lost. How many, how many plans were destroyed in the last episode? Was it four? Well, a whole solar system, for one thing. The okay, planet so, Star Sucker or whatever it is took out that one. So the reason I'm bringing it up because the rest of the universe, the rest of the galaxy are all freaking hiding and staying away because they just got fucked. They don't know what happened to the Starkiller base. They don't know yet because the thing is still going mm-hmm. on. This is right after all this stuff went down. They have time for a funeral for Han. So my point is, Leia's thinking, we need everybody right now so we can regroup what we got going on. We need to get the hell out of here. Okay, and losing those mm-hmm. people really affected. And when she slapped Poe, like, because we're not listening, said, "Yeah, this is not the time, man." And I love the back and forth between the two. It showed a lot of character for Poe, and really show how cool and calm uh, Princess Leia is, or you know, General Leia. So I really like all the scenes with him. Like you said, it was a great send off to her character. 
a very strong ending. I could have done it without the, the floating witch in space thing. Yeah, I could have done it without that. that. But I um, kind of appreciate that they were saying that she was strong with the force and yeah, yeah. I get why they were doing it, but I, I'm with you. It was a little bit. But could uh, you imagine? It was, well, it was very Disney esque. You know, when she came floating yeah. down, the po- the pose that she had, everything was so Disney about it that it really didn't fit in the Star Wars film. So yeah, I'm with you. It would have been like if Mickey well, Mouse was, suddenly appeared. Well, it was crazy. We imagine that that was her last scene, and that like we were cool. We had that was part of the plan anyway. She she already knew she'd be out of the first act. That I really mm-hmm. for a minute said, oh, that's how they do it. She just died. Okay, I can deal with that. Now they're on their own. Now they're really struggling, right? Which right. I really believe. They, you know, anyway. But um, when she turns up else. at the end, but between the two scenes that she has with Poe, the first time and then when she shows up at the end with the bandages, she did more for developing Poe's character than the first film did, you know, for all the characters. Yes, yes. You know, and and I love what she did when she came out and she's like, now do you see why I told you not to do that shit? You know what I mean? She was so right on the money with what she was doing. And hey, but speaking of which, though, with with the scene with Leia, we have to give a shout out to Admiral Akbar. Oh, my goodness. A good run he had. That was cool. But he was gone just like that, man. Akbar, gone. I was like, no to see it or no. <laughs> and and the whole adding in the element that oh crap they can now track us, you know through our jumps and then they figure out well if we destroy this one ship then we can jump and they won't find us you know that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. wow, you know everything that was happening and just how the time kept running out and they kept getting squashed down into a tighter and tighter hole down to those final escape ships, you know, with no shields, no defenses. And that wow. Was, I, I, that, okay. Here, here's the thing about that. That is freaking what would have happened on Hoth if they had able to tra- trace them. It mm-hmm. was the same scenario. So I kind of, I kind of, man, I'm not kidding. That was the biggest surprise about this movie because it was pretty much them running as Far away as they could, they were just on the run because they were getting help from nobody. They put distress calls out, and they're like, "Nope, man, answer that shit." Hell no. But yep. damn, man, I just love that. I, I mean, the thing. I, here's what I was trying to say earlier. My problem with this: um, when Finn got out of his, you know, coma surgery, whatever thing, first thing on his mind about need to go say Ray, need to go say Ray. Okay, and uh-huh. and then. And the fact that he was going to take off and we learned about Rose. Or the, oh, man, let's talk about that real quick. Rose's sister, I don't remember her name, I'm sorry. But that mm-hmm. scene with the bomb, bombing ears, and her, the whole sequence was badass, dude. I love Dude, I that thought scene. she was going to go, I thought she was going full Major Kong and was going to ride out with all the bombs straight down onto the ship. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would have been cool, too. Well, no, I'm but glad they I, I did like it this way. Did. Let's keep it keep it original, keep it something fresh. And the fact that she was on that platform, which would have totally held her, while the bombs fall all the way around her, and then the fire comes up and consumes her. What a great, what a fucking majestic death, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the thing is that, I mean, no, I can't, you say what you want. Under the mouse house, I'm, I'm happy with the Star Wars. I'm not, I don't think I'm being white. I'm not being washed out. Like I'm just a Star Wars fan. It took me a long time to process a lot of these 
seeing to see how much I really do. I like this movie, or am I making myself like it? What what made this film different from the other one? Because you know, and they did a good job. I mean, there's still stuff I'm still questioning about what they did, but overall, I'm I'm still very satisfied with the film. And that brings me to my issues. <laughs> <laughs> there are certain things I had big big problems with. One thing was the, all the cliches, the reluctant uh, hero, the uh, insubordinate pilot. Oh, I mean, even to the point when he came back, it was like almost straight out of Top Gun. It's like, really? Come on, really? Um, You're grounded! Yeah, we didn't you're, need the... You're reckless uh, out there. You're causing people alive. Yeah, we, we didn't need the rebirth of the Ewoks and the cute little Porg things. Although... I really love the snow foxes, whatever those things are called, the, the oh, jingle yeah. fox. Um, I don't know the name, but yeah, they look cool. The crystal foxes. For just a combination of things, they look cool. The little jingle they sound made it sound like Santa Claus, so it was perfect for Christmas time. I mean, everything about them was great. I really enjoyed those guys. But those yeah, poor things. Like crack, crack, crack. Look like crack. Yeah, they really did. They looked like they were all on fucking crystal meth. But but so so we didn't need that stuff. Um, the amount of references going back, like I said, there was so many of them that I started to get a little tired of them after a while. But every once in a while, they would throw out a little a little line here and there. They would do something to, to reference it that would just be so fitting. Or like in the case of Maz, she was speaking for the audience. You know, they really did try to touch on the right things, and I appreciate all of that. Oh, dude, um, I never caught this. I never caught this, but mm-hmm. did anybody say I, I have a bad feeling about this? I didn't catch that. Oh, yeah, I don't think anyone did. I don't remember that in the whole. You know, and honestly, after what they did with that line in Rogue Squadron, I'm kind of glad that they're dropping it, okay? Enough is enough. <laughs> they literally rung it out in Rogue Squadron, and... To make to where it was already, you know, where they were telling the robot, shut up, you know, God, they're right in the middle of this thing. And so mm-hmm. not a big deal. Um the um what was I gonna say? I love the the creature on the uh on the planet's surface when when she first lands on the island or when she it wasn't when she first landed, but when she's walking around the island. And you just mm-hmm. be in the background of the ocean, this tail whips out and goes back under, and they never show it to you again. I love that stuff. Don't you know what I mean? Give us a little taste yeah, of it, life. It, but then on the other hand, side of that, always... but on the other side, I did not need to see where the blue milk comes from. <laughs> I could have lived the rest of my life without knowing where the blue milk comes from. Man, you saw exactly where the blue milk came from. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you what, I almost could taste it. No, this <laughs> but Luke, I'm sorry. The I, look on I Luke's face when he chugs it is beautiful. <laughs> the, the thing that kills me the most is like, the question is this. Does he use a glass if she wasn't there? <laughs> <laughs> That is the question because he was up close, personal, and he loved his blue milk. And just like <laughs> he looked at Ray, like if you weren't here, I'd just be sucking this nipple. I'm not kidding. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? He Luke really did have a fuck it personality at that point. He didn't care about anything. He wasn't grooming himself anymore. His hair was all. His, he looked like Rick on Walking Dead. He looked like he'd been 
running through the apocalypse for a couple of years. And what I love is when he landed, when, when he arrives on the planet, he's he's clean cut. If you notice, his beard was a little less gray. Like the little tiny changes about him. I'm like, what was there? A, was there a beauty salon on the Millennium Falcon? Like how? I'm going to go see my sister. I get cleaned up. But you're you got to right, get cleaned up. I can't show up stinking like this. You know, what do yeah, I do? I about? think that was the whole point. A shower. It's, <laughs> it's, and the thing was, I, I I don't know how that worked. It's just he's foreshadowing himself, but I don't know, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what they're calling it. But well, I, I don't think it was an astral projection. I think the, the my theory is, and the reason why um, why he could transfer the dice to uh, where Kylo Ren could pick up the dice and, and Carrie Fisher could pick up the dice is I think that he was using uh, their their force ability to project himself there. I don't think it was just that he was projecting himself. I mean, other people could see him, but I but I really believe that he was using the abilities of the people around him. And I don't think if Leia and Kylo Ren weren't there, I don't think Luke could just appear there. You know what I mean? It, it was a, it was very interesting to say the least. How I mean, everything with Luke's character, the um, <laughs> even the part with um, with the Yoda. Let's talk about that for a second. The whole thing uh-huh. with Yoda. Um, I don't think it was forced, but I think that's a – you may want to call that part the um, a forced cameo. But any cameo you can bring from the past to with Luke, it, it had to be Yoda. It wouldn't have been Ben Kenobi. It wouldn't have been Obi-Wan. It, it made sense no, to Yoda, Yoda. It had no other choice. Yeah. No, Yoda made perfect sense because he went on to the same points that he was trying to teach him, you know, back in the day. You're not listening. You're not focused. You're not in the now. You're in, you're dreaming of the future. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and he was so right on all the points he brought up. But what I loved the most is he was real. He was a puppet. He wasn't CGI. Thank you for bringing back <laughs> a real Yoda. Oh my god. Yeah, that's like, it, no why is that so difficult? <laughs> <laughs> but know what it is? I think they forget their, you know, you know, you don't have to be CGI. You know, they're not going to come see it as this computer generated. What we want yeah. is a character that's believable. You know, if it's a Muppet, then it's a fucking Muppet. And we, we're, yep. we're, we, we're well, we're, we know it's not real. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you're, I think you're taking away the, the art of that character, Yoda, because you got back in 80. He looks freaking badass. We're all in the Muppets. I mean, a lot of kids don't know how to watch the Muppet Show now, but in the seventies and in the early eighties, Muppets were all over the place. Well, in the fact that when you think of the when you think of the Muppet Show, which was already on TV at the time, and then when when Yoda comes out in there, the fact that he didn't look ridiculous is really a testament to what uh, Jim Henson had created. You know, as far as designing the car- the the puppet itself. Mm-hmm. No, uh, yeah, he, he looks wise. He looks he, he's been around, and he looks like he looks like it's. I can't right. say, it, but yeah, it's Yoda. It's it's what they it fit perfect. I've seen other images, but yeah, he very easily had... could have looked like Sam the Eagle or Statler and Waldorf or something just a little bit off, and it would have looked completely mm-hmm. absurd. It would nobody would have believed it. But it had just enough of everything. Yeah. 
Yeah, just enough of everything to really hit and make it its own unique character. And it was a living character as far as I was concerned when I was eight years old or nine years old, wherever I was when it came out. What is a young lad? <laughs> you know, but then, my again, my issues, the the what they did with Snoke and what they did with Phasma, they did nothing to develop these characters. And my well, problem know, with here, it here, is... Well, check this Here's out. When when it was when it was Sidious, when it was Palpatine, we did not see Palpatine until Return of the Jedi. We well, we kind of saw him in in Empire, but it, it was just that hologram, and, and all that did was feed the fact that. Here's the guy that that Vader answers to, and that and that got us all talking about that. But when he walks in, there was just enough information that we had. That when he comes down, think about it. He's coming in on that on that landing craft, and he gets off. He's got his cane. His, he's hunched over. He's got the cloaks kind of covering him, but he, you can see he's an old, withered man. But never for a moment did we not think he was badass and seriously dangerous. Well, yeah, and that had built off of Darth Vader. If Darth Vader, off of Darth Vader, Vader but then, but. But then they spent the entire movie of Jedi, well, not the entire film, but sections of it, building him up from what the way that he originally was calling Vader my friend. He says it a couple of times when they're doing that first walk. And um, and how just every little piece that they get to, that by the time when the lightning comes out of his fingertips, you believe it. You just this believe it. This is true. This is true. You know? But here's what you got to also remember is that you're using that blueprint of, you know, of a character arc. And what you're not, which I think you're missing is the whole thing, what we're seeing in Ren Kylo. We're seeing the, the, the main villain becoming who he is going to be in the third act or the third film. As Luke but it doesn't out, have any Rick, impact because I don't care about the guy he killed. Like, I get it. The, the apprentice kills the master. I totally get all that. The fact that I didn't fear or really give a shit about that character makes it less for Kylo Ren. It's not an accomplishment. You know, I, everything I, I he did. Was... Differ, I beg to differ. Is because one, he, he took the opportunity. He seized the opportunity. He was being told absolute power. You know, he seized the opportunity, so he took him out as the opportunity to do just that. And but it's to again that he like, is the villain. He is it just shouldn't have been guy. so lame and gimmicky, you know. It just it was so weak that I mean, I love the idea that that he saw this vision of him. You know, they they had the great idea about okay, I saw you and you were going to turn a lightsaber against your enemy, and he just didn't realize in the vision that it was him that he was seeing. You know, he didn't realize that it was himself being being attacked. So I get all that. I love all that. But they should have made it more. It just should have been something more. From the minute he came on, what's the first thing they did with this character? He throws another temper tantrum. It's like, really? That's what they need to do with this character? They should have spent more time building up his relationship to Snoke. That's what that scene should have had. And all it had was Snoke belittling him and him walking off. Like, they never got a good interaction. And I was just like, I was disappointed. I think they did a disservice to what Snoke could have been. They did do a disservice because one, what did Snoke say in the last episode? I need to finish the trading. You know, they did none of that, none of it. Right. That's one thing I like. So I do agree on a certain point of that, but I think 
um, based off, and I'm sure he would have. It's just the movie was. It just it was a. It kept. It was on a, on a runaway train. All this happening while they were trying to escape. You know the, the stuff with with, with, Luke, and with uh, Ray and Luke. That was just a, a couple of days. You know, it wasn't no, like you no know, week. It was, it was just a couple of no, days. No, no, and I, and I appreciate it. he was giving her three lessons, and he did one lesson in the morning, one in the afternoon, and maybe one the next morning, and that was it. He was done, you know. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I get it that everything was on the fast track, but again, it just I I just wish they would have spent just a little because they the movie had weird pacing anyway. There was a few scenes that started to drag in the middle. That casino scene is a great example. You know what I mean? It was kind of I unnecessary and. It, if I had any problems with the movies, it's going to be with the casino thing. Here's my problem with it. You have a mission. We want you to go find a guy with a flower and a fucking shirt. What is this? Survivor challenge? You know? Um, and then they Forget get Forget about that. The fact that it was so Casablanca that he had the little thin mustache and, you know, the whole thing was so ridiculous. It was like, you know, what are they oh, doing? Did here? it not feel out of place? Did, not, did it feel yeah. like a Star Wars movie during that part? It didn't fit at all. It just did not fit. No. It no. felt like Buck Rogers yeah. at that point. You That's know? a good comparison. And then, okay. And then the the thing is, though, now here comes one of my favorite actors of all time, Benicio Del Toro, playing this you know questionable character. However, the minute I've seen him, I've seen enough of his... I've seen enough of his characters to know you can't trust him. No matter who he's playing, do not trust that guy. <laughs> yeah, and that's the part that's so funny that he's in jail. I can break the code. I can do that. And but he did prove that he could do it by getting out, like no big deal, and just walked out. So he did audition. Mm-hmm. But the fact is that they put their all these people's lives in someone they didn't know. Okay, here's mm-hmm. the, here's me rewriting the script, and and I'm pretty sure he has some questions. I don't have the answer, but this is how I would pitch it: the whole of them running away. I love all that shit. The movie should have been around them getting away from this chase. There's so much they could have done. You know, Rose and, and um, Finn, one of the missions, tried to get sneak on that ship. And that been one of the challenges of the movie. How do we sneak on the ship that's chasing after us? That would have been badass. Well, now we need to go inside the ship and disable what this tracking device is doing it. You know? And we'll find a way to decode them again. That would have been fucking awesome if they did that. But the whole casino is trying to find some code breaker. Here's what I thought as far as how to how to solve the problem. Forget the code breaker. You're totally right. It was unnecessary. It didn't work. It wasn't it wasn't right in this film. But if they would have had um, Finn and and have Rose like tailgate with him that he didn't realize she stowed away on the thing, and he goes on this crazy run and crashes into the hangar bay in uh, on the uh, on the destroyer, right? On the whatever they called it, the uh, the Snoke ship. Yeah, it, I gotcha. Yeah, it's ship. Exactly. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. It was Snoke ship. So, in, but he goes crashes through there. The thing stops, and they get captured immediately. You know what I mean? Like he's he's going in. I've got a plan. I got all this stuff. Everything goes wrong. They end up crashing. He finds out that she's stowed away with them. And then as they're going along, that's because I love the fact that they had it where she knew enough about engineering to be like, wait a minute, if they, we do this, then it's going to be that. And then this is how we stop it. Okay. Boom. Let's go do this. So, so I yeah. love the way they were bringing her character and the fact that she wasn't a warrior and a hero, 
yet by the end she she reached that hero status. I love all that stuff. But man, if they would have just did it where they went in and got captured and then how do we break out? We need to get out. We need to get here. We need to get this. We need to do that. You know, all these little steps. And, and, and meanwhile, the, the fleet is being whittled away little by little while they're struggling. Hell yeah, dude. That would have fit so well within that story. It would bring tension because they know what's happening. They know mm-hmm. they need to hurry up. And it would, it would have brought the pace up faster and the danger and the fact that we know that we got our people on there. And, like, for example, when – I forget uh, – Holdor, whatever her name is, when she turned right. that ship and hyperspaced it through that um, – Destroyer, that was freaking badass. Because I said, I said exactly that. Turn around and fucking hyperspace through that son of a bitch. And that's exactly what she did. I was like, that's what's fucking right. Oh! I, I nerded out, and that whole sequence was badass. I love it. it no, I didn't, I didn't see a... it coming until she started doing it. I thought she was going to turn the cannons on and just try her best and just try to buy them time. But it's like, oh, at the point when I realized what she was doing, I'm like. Yes, that's what you do. Because <laughs> it would take up the fire. You know, go through that motherfucker. <laughs> you know? And again, here's a character. She didn't get very much screen time, but they did so well with what they used her for that by the time she was at that point, you really understood who she was. Well, here's the funny thing. And this, and this is me going back to, see, you like the movies. Okay, you're about the mm-hmm. movies. You don't read the books. You you don't do the TV shows. And as a Star Wars lover, you're missing out on so much more details about the characters. Because I tell you what, the book, um, you know, I forgot the name of the book. The one with Princess Leia and this character here, they do all kind of political stuff in the in the in this, in this other book. I'm God, I can't believe I forgot it right now. But it dives deep in her character. You have more respect for her, and she's a little more. Um, not crazy, but she's just sometimes unpredictable in some form. And, and, and damn, I'm sorry I forgot the name of the book. I should have that. But but I actually, I had mad respect for her by the end of that thing. Uh, first, I was like, oh, she's being a pain in the ass. And, and, like, you know, I didn't get it until it got to the end when it got where her and Carrie Fisher were like, oh, he's a pain in the ass. I like him, you know, that kind of thing. And well, yeah, so, if you read the book, you would have known. That's what I feel so cool about it. If you read the book, you thought, oh, okay, this is going to be good. She's going to handle shit. Right, well, and to, and to me, yeah. I didn't I – actually, I actually like the experience I had without having read the book. I like the way that they told her character. and But that's what I keep mm-hmm. saying about the villains. If they would have given the villains the love that they gave our heroes, you know what I mean? I think it would have just been a better story. And that was the only – that's my only real complaint. Other than that, I mean, there's the space stuff. When uh, when Poe's going through and clearing the top cannons, the deck cannons uh, off of the uh, off of the destroyer. Oh, that one ship! Come on, yeah. man! Are you kidding me? That was one of the coolest things I've ever seen on screen ever. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and 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 here's the cool part: we're getting people like uh, Ryan Johnson who directed this movie and took the Star mm-hmm. Wars lore and freaking kicked it up a notch. What can we do with the hyperspace? I tell you what, they're doing more cool shit with hyperspace in the last two Star Wars movies than the, uh, all the previous ones. You know, like we'll Han Solo jumping that. into hyperspace. Well, how they're using the, store, the, the TIE fighters. When the, when the guy's like, look, I can't get this guy because he's one tiny ship and he's too close. 
He's like, we should have sent out the TIE fighters. He's all five minutes ago. I love that. That, that It just shows that there's humans within, you know what I mean? That the empire is not infallible. The rebels are not infallible. They make their mistakes. And that's where these, the different sides can capitalize on them. And holy crap, dude, I just love what the, that, that to me makes everything so much better because it's so much more grounded. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right. I know we jumped on this briefly, but I want to talk a little more about the scene where I did not expect this to happen. Let's talk about um, this fourth vision that Ray and Kylo were starting to do. They're starting to communicate and talk, which was, I knew it was Snoke because they, they made it very clear that I don't know how to do this. She, she don't know how to do this stuff. Who's doing it? Like, freaking Snoke, who else? That's my opinion, right off the top. Like, mm-hmm. and, and the thing was, I think they're trying to, um, as you call it, I mean, I've heard the word you use, but they're trying to make it seem like Ray is going to turn to the dark side. Or, or she believe, or that's what I felt. No. And Ray really well, actually, he she actually was showed them. Ray. He, show, he showed Kylo that, that she was going to turn to join him. And he showed Ray that Kylo is going to turn to join her. So to ensure mm-hmm. that no matter what they believe, well, they're going to go through with it. You know what I mean? Because they each think yeah, that they're going to be clever. saving that's each like, other their own way. But cool. this comes, this actually comes from, when you talk about not uh, reading the books, I'm missing out. This comes from the video games. This is actually something from the Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, one of the characters had a force bond with another character. It's actually from Knights of the Old Republic too. And your oh, character cool. had a force bond. And so the things that ha- the things that happened to um, to uh, the other character would affect your character. Not necessarily the visions in this way, but they could communicate, and that they could. Uh, one character got their hand cut off, and he could. He said he felt like it was being put into uh, molten lava. Like so, they they have this connection, and so when that happened, I'm like, oh, they're using force bonds. I'm like, and so when it turned out that it was Snoke manipulating it, like because of the fact of what I already knew, I didn't see the Snoke thing coming. I was like, oh, that makes perfect sense that he was the one behind it the whole time. Yeah, and then uh, I do like the fact that um, Ray and you know, Kylo joined forces for a moment to deal with their problems, but both for their own interests, which was pretty badass. You know, they're both fighting for what they believed in, but they both needed each other against showing light and dark half to work. You know, there's a balance in the force that they, you saw right there between the both of them. Okay. So what does that say? I mean, do you say that, you know, Ray, you know, is there redemption for Kylo? As Luke Skywalker put it, no, he's bad. He's bad. He's not. There's no way to turn him. And I, I got that from this movie that you know he is not going to be turned. He's not going to get redemption in the third act. I mean, the third movie. He is the villain. He's now it. Well, then again, though, that if they do turn him, it'll be that much more powerful that they're able to bring this guy back from being so far gone. But you're right. The chances are he'll probably be be killed off. What I'm kind of thinking is going to happen is that Snoke is going to be appearing to him as a force entity, maybe even imitating Vader or doing something to, to manipulate him from beyond the grave. I don't, but you know what though? That would be a good freaking twist 
Well, mm-hmm. why not, right? Why not? Oh, man, would that be a cool ass reveal in the next movie? I'm like, I'm like, we're going to remember this. I'm, you, I'm sure you won't let me forget. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I just, I don't really know what's going to happen. So we just need to kind of play it out and see how this goes. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're getting to the good? end of our I mean, show here. Are we, are, are we really? Man, this looks like we even covered. Yeah, we got a minute and 15 seconds left. So if there's anything you want to okay. say, say it now. <laughs> uh, uh, can we have a part two? Because we didn't talk about hooks. We didn't talk about uh, Captain Phasma. <laughs> yeah, if you want to come back, um, yeah, we, we'll talk about it, and we'll do a part two for this. So we got through yeah, we'll so come. much of this, but holy crap, there's more to talk about. And as you can tell, we don't shut up. <laughs> we'll come back. So I'm guys. Ross yeah, Miller in Los one. Angeles. This is Tony Lamar out here in Austin, Texas. Thanks for hanging out. Cool. We're out. Thank you for part, hanging out, and we will catch you on part two coming soon. Yes. Get your tickets. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.